Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Team Up for April 24th. And, oh boy, if you're a Mariners fan right now, you really are happy. <laughs> and um, the other teams are having good sense as well, but uh, um, anyway... Welcome to Belinda. Hi, hi, everybody. Team up time. Yes, time indeed. to talk some sports and especially baseball. Yes, and we've gotten some questions from people uh, off the call that uh, we're going to address. And I know some people have questions on the call as well, and we want to get to them. And we've also got some more exciting stuff for you on the way, including a recap. A uh, more things to talk about. We will even have a seven inning stretch. And uh, we're even going to uh, turn things over now to our scoreboard keep. I mean, our host, Cassandra, <laughs> who's going to tell you all how you can participate. And thanks to those who are on listening on ACB Media 5. Thanks to Katie. Katie, <laughs> for streaming. <laughs> yes, indeed. We love you, Katie. Um, Cassandra, would you like to uh, give the uh, mutant raise hand commands? Okay. We hear? Yes, we hear you. So if you're on your PC, you want Alt-Y, Alt-A to mute and unmute, Mac, Option-Y, Command-Shift-A to mute and unmute, Smartphone, under more on the lower right to raise and lower your hand, lower left to mute and unmute. On your standard phone, star nine to raise your hand, and star six to mute and unmute. All right. Thank you, Cassandra. Yes. So, um, Herbie, if you want, I will go ahead and give a quick recap of I think that's a good idea. some of the things we talked about last week for those who may be joining us for the first time here in Zoom or listening on media. Um, we This is a call for the beginning sports fan, so we are going to act as if you don't really know much about baseball. And we talked about some things last week. Um Basically, I'm going to start with how baseball is organized. And the major leagues consist of 30 teams spread across the United States and Canada. And they're divided into two smaller leagues. We have our National League and our American League. Um, and of course that's 15 teams in each league. Um, the difference between the national league and the American league up until recently, but for a long time was the American league would have a designated hitter in their lineup to bat instead of the pitcher. Uh, the national league had a pitcher. And, of course, now both leagues, American and National, are using a designated hitter. That is a debate or <laughs> not that we could, could or could not get into. 
um, as I said, each and each league has three divisions. So major leagues are, are broken down into two smaller leagues. And then within each of those two leagues, we have divisions. Um, National League East, we have the East, Central, and West in both the National and American League. And I'm actually going to go into, I'm going to read real quickly all of the teams in each league for those who may be curious. So in the National League East, we have the Atlanta Braves, Florida Marlins, New York Mets, Philadelphia Phillies, Filthy, sorry, Phillies, <laughs> uh, Washington Nationals, National League Central, Chicago Cubs, the Cincinnati Reds, Milwaukee Brewers, Pittsburgh Pirates, and St. Louis Cardinals, National League West, the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Colorado Rockies, Los Angeles Dodgers. He's still Freddie Freeman. Mute <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, him. Host are uh, yeah. Please. <laughs> San Diego Padres and San Francisco Giants. In the American League East, we have Baltimore Orioles, Boston Red Sox, New New York Yankees, Tampa Bay Rays, and Toronto Blue Jays. American League Central, Chicago White Sox, Cleveland Guardians, now used to be Cleveland Indians, Detroit Tigers, Kansas City Royals, and Minnesota Twins. The American League West, we have the Houston Astros, Los Angeles Angels, Oakland Athletics, and Seattle Mariners, and Texas Rangers. So... Essentially, um, these teams, the divisions are are where you're going to find a lot of your more of your rivalries because you're you're competing within your division to um, win that division so that you are automatically in the postseason at the end of regular season. So if you hear a lot of times the two of the biggest rivalries are the Red Sox and Yankees, or it used to be the Cubs and Cardinals, big rivalry there. So if you hear a lot of those going on, people talking about that, that's that's why they, the, the fans want their team to have the winning record so they're automatically in playoffs. And uh, so that is essentially what now, how the there- game is organized. Go ahead. One of the you know, one other set of rivalries that have become a factor more recently is thanks to interleague play, and that is some of the either inner city rivals or yes. cross city rivals. So, um, for instance, in New York, you have the subway series. The subway series between the Mets and the Yankees. You have the uh, freeway series between Chicago and Baltimore. Or is it the overpass series? One's the freeway. I think Los Angeles is the freeway series. I forget now. Um. Yes, Los Angeles, I think. Yep. They have, I think it's the Crosstown series with the Cubs and the White Sox. And there may be one other one that I'm forgetting. Oh, there's St. Louis and Kansas City. There's another interesting mm-hmm. rivalry. Yeah. So, there's one in the D.C. area, too. 
Baltimore. Oh yes, yep, Baltimore. Yeah. The Beltway uh, Nationals. The Beltway. Yes. That's Beltway. It. That's the one that's Beltway called. Series. Yes. Yep. And um, so now you got two sets of rivalries, but the one difference between those rivalries versus the inner the uh, division rivalries is. So division rivalry, each divisional game, there's going to be like 19 games between the opponents. So like the Mariners, for instance, they've got 19 games with the Astros, 19 games with the Rangers, so on and so forth. Whereas the interleague series are once a year and are really more, I think, perhaps for the fans so much as not so much for the teams. But I'll tell you, it's very the Mets and Yankees one is probably the most uh, brutal uh, rivalry when it comes to the fans at least so uh it's a, there you go um All did right. you have anything else you wanted to go over belinda or no i think we like last week we talked about you know what a base hit is and how you what determines a hit um yep. we have singles doubles and triples and uh Herbie, if you want to expand on those a little bit, we did talk about it last week, but for newcomers. Yeah, so for doubles, a single is when you make it to uh, first base, um, and that means the ball's been caught in time. A double is, of course, the the, uh, player gets to second base, and a triple, which is much harder to get, is when the player gets to third base while the ball's still in play. And then you've got an inside-the-park home run, which is something you're going to see more in the minor leagues or in spring training than you will see in real baseball, where the player hits the ball into fair territory and manages to circle the bases entirely while the ball remains in play and he's not been tagged out. But you can imagine how risky that is. That is different than... I mean, it's still one run, but it is not the same as like hitting the ball out of the bar po- ballpark. You want to let's talk about... Our favorite one of all, the Grand Salami. Oh, <laughs> yes. So the Grand Salami, so when you score, you've got runs in baseball. So when you've got, when you score a home run, it's worth the amount of base runner, people that are on base. So if it's just you and the pitcher and you score a home run, that's one run. But if you've got a runner on base as well, then that's worth two runs. And if the bases are loaded, that means there's a player on all three bases and you're at home plate and you hit that ball for a home run, that is a grand slam, or as the late, great Dave Niehouse of the Seattle Mariners would say, get out the rye bread and mustard, it's grand salami time. <laughs> yep. And we have two raised hands, you guys. All right. Four. Uh, okay. Four. All right. Well, let's, uh, I guess we'll get to some questions. Yeah. Sounds okay. like folks are eager to share. All right, Judy. Hey guys, so um, I was listening on the stream uh, last time and I came in a bit late, but I know that Herbie, you were going over like the different ways to get on base. And I don't know if you talked about um, the strategy behind an intentional walk and how that could sometimes backfire. I didn't know if you wanted to get into that at all about intentional walks and how how they, oh, you know, yeah. what they are and why and all of that kind of thing. Because I, I just, I think that's like really interesting. Okay, so um, intentional walks. Let's talk about those first of all. So, and they've become, the way they are done now is actually one of the things that has changed about baseball in the 21st century. Baseball really throughout the 20th century didn't change too much. Um, 
But there's definitely been some big things in the 21st century, and I have to admit, I actually like the way it is now, but um, for this one at least. So an intentional walk, let's say you've got a batter. Um, in this case, uh, Miguel Cabrera, uh, Cabrera who's, um, you know, wants to get to 3,000 hits. Maybe he has. Um, but anyway, so Lucy got upset the other day. If I can pick on Lucy for just a minute, because uh, this actually fits into Judy's question. He was uh, playing against the Yankees, and it, they decided not to uh, let him bet and gave him an intentional walk. So an intentional walk used to be that the pitcher had to throw four intentional balls, and the batter did not have the bat, and that would get the um, that would be an intentional walk. Now you just give a sign and the person runs to first base. The idea is you don't want to give them a chance to hit the ball at all. You think that they are likely to score a run or get a base hit and get more than one base. And so you want to take your chances with the next person in line and not this particular dangerous hitter. So a um, couple things, though. If you have the bases loaded, do not do an intentional walk because that's going to score the person on third base. The safest way to do an intentional walk is if, you know, he's the only base runner you're going to have to deal with. Because otherwise, if the next person in line scores a run or they get on base and the person after that scores a run or a base hit, you know, that's some... You ended up get, losing the run after all, and that's how it can backfire. Now, mm -hmm. the idea why people are upset about with the way it changed is... So I, I at least cannot recall a time when an intent pitcher doing an intentional walk in the old days, it backfired on them. But, and so the idea is, let's speed up the game a little bit. Let's just give a walk sign. And so now it's, uh, but people say, well, you know, the pitcher should still have to throw those pitches. You know, they get it out easy. Um, or something could potentially happen. And... I think the chances of something happening, though, were so slim that to me, you know, just having a walk sign now makes a lot more sense. So instead of, you know, the pitcher throwing the ball, you know, they just give it a little sign. The runner goes to first and you take your chance with the next batter. But that's how it can backfire, because if that next person or, you know, you've got a base runner now, not an out. And if they end up scoring, um. But and what does it say about you as a pitcher? I mean, is that showing respect for the batter because you know they're that good, or does it show that you're afraid of them because they're mm -hmm. that good? And you know that, um, and it's something that you're really especially going to see in definitely throughout the regular series, definitely in playoff games as well. When you know a run could mean you're going to lose the series or whatever. So especially in playoffs, you know, you're, you might actually see a few more intentional walks than you will in regular season play as well. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. So they don't, they don't throw the pitches anymore. I didn't, I didn't no. know that they just give a sign. Oh, nope. They just give a sign. As a few so Herbie, ago. I don't know if you, you said this, I, I may have missed it, but what I really like is when they do the intentional walk to someone, cause they obviously don't want them to score or, 
to hit, get a base hit or a home get run or base, whatever. Yeah. But then <laughs> they pitch to the guy behind him. The guy gets a home run. That's what right. I yeah. <laughs> that, that, right. Then it backfires on you. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, that's what I was talking about. That yeah, that yeah. guy could get a home run or, or mm-hmm. even just a hit, yeah. and then the, another guy gets you know gets those runners home. So it yep. can definitely backfire. Yeah. Okay. Chanel. Chanel. Okay. So. I so you said something about catching the ball in time for you don't want the catcher to catch the ball, right? You don't, but you have if a base runner is cat. So if the base runner is running, they have to be tagged out, and that means they you have to catch the ball or tag them in time. Between you have to catch them between the bases, right? Either the ball or the glove has to touch them. Yes, even the So if they're the, tagged in between bases, then... They're out. They're out, yep. Right, but they still, let's say they're tagged between first and second, so that do they still get that single? No. No. Oh. So you, yeah, they're, when, they're it, when, if you decide to run the bases extra and you get tagged out, that's it. You're out. You don't get nothing. There's no going back. So they can't just stay on first no. base. They've decided, no. okay. If they decide to take the chance, then they, it, so it's a risk because, and so you have to be really good and really fast and keep your eye on what the ball is doing. So, so again, the catcher you, from the other team could just, you know, purposefully decide to catch it when they're in between bases. Well, the ball has to be thrown to them and you, it, it's, so what happens is if you decide to steal a base, you have to keep your eye on what's happening with the ball. Mm-hmm. And so if it looks like the ball's going to be hit to where, you know, like say the set towards the second baseman and they catch it and yeah, it, 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 it is a risky thing. So who throws the ball? Because I know it's batted. I know the the batter. So the, pa- the batter hits the ball, and then depending on the direction it's going, that's where you've got like your outfielders and right. infielders. And so it depends on the direction that the ball ends up heading. And so you've got somebody, and then you've got people covering the bases. At least you should. And so um, you could have a sec. You could have the ball could be thrown to the second baseman who's going to. Quickly catch the ball and try to lean forward to catch the base runner and tag him out before he touches the base. Now, so who insta- throws the ball to the second baseman, or it just goes? It could be there. the catcher. It could be the outfielder. Could Kyle, be an outfielder, the catcher. Yeah. It could be anybody. Oh, okay. Oh. Now here's where instant replay becomes a factor because of them. Sometimes there's a lot of controversy on what the eye sees versus what actually happened. So a lot of replays are based on, okay, did the runner actually touch the base before he was tagged or after he was tagged? What do you and mean, what's a replay? A replay, so, you know, the fields, of course, have a ton of cameras. So they can go back and review the the play that was just made. Yep. So they can do, watch so, it even in slow-mo. Uh, yeah, they can watch it in slow motion from multiple angles and see what it was too fast to see with just the eye. And they might so, see something that we was missed, you know, by the umpire. So this sounds really more. So I didn't realize the ball kind of gets passed from one person to another. I thought it was just batted, and then the people on the and different. And if the ball gets dropped, that's another cue for the. And if, yeah. Yep. And if the ball gets dropped, well, then the base runner can keep going until the ball gets uh, mm-hmm. picked up again. So. So it's basically then thrown to different people to try to get yep. them. Up. 
Okay. Interesting. Okay. Didn't know that. <laughs> you, you've really got a total beginner novice. He doesn't no, know. That, that's that's okay. That's, that's what we're that's here, here for. Okay. Jonathan, you may unmute. My question hey, Jonathan. is, yeah. Hello, it's about how would you know about hitting the ball as a bunt? Oh. Oh. Yeah. That. Sacrifice okay. bunt. Yeah. It has ball. to do with the direction that the ball is hit. It's From what I understand, you're trying to hit it upwards instead of um, kind of to the side. And so, you, so you hold, basically you hold the bat, um, you hold the bat closer to the, the barrel of the bat where the ball will make contact. Okay. And let's see, basically it's... Uh, it's it's basically someone who is not. They're you pretty much know they're not gonna be able to score. They're not gonna yes. not score, but they're not gonna reach base they because to, they're a slow runner or whatever. Yeah. So they do a sacrifice bunt to move somebody, advance someone else. Okay. My other question is: When a runner, how would you know if they're safe or not? If they get on the base, with their two feet. Well, that's the umpire's call. They. They judge what they based on what they see in the spur of the moment. So if they see that the runner is touching base, they'll call him safe. And or if they think the runner got tagged, then they'll call him out. I mean, so if the ball obviously doesn't hit the runner, then you know that's kind of obvious. Yes. Um, the umpires usually have different hand signals that they use. Yep. Okay. And then if they're not sure if there's any confusion, you know, they'll talk to each other, and then if the Opposing manager, you know, manager on the losing side wants to, he'll challenge the call and make them look at yes. it again as the replay. So, okay. All right. Thanks, Terry. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, Lucy. Lucy. All right. <clears throat> Let's hear that rant. Now I've stored up a couple of things. Uh, oh. I was oh, going to say something about the replays. When, when there is a challenge and it goes to the people in New York, mm -hmm. which is the main place where they watch what happens and determine, you know, I, I have a pet peeve with that because mm -hmm. I don't think they should be allowed to even watch the game nor should they know what the original call was on that play. Because I think that it could influence how they... Because I've seen where calls are overturned, and, and it's just like, are you kidding me? And it, and it, and it just seems like... They are biased because of, uh, you know, they're either they're watching the game. They know what the original call was. I don't think they should know that. All right, that, let's get that, you that's on this a, call and That's a big now. debate. That is a big debate. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, this is one of the few, I will say truthfully, this is one of the few times where I actually feel like I am at a disadvantage with being blind. I know we're kind of metamorphing in the blind since birth call because I have to rely on, you know, we have to rely yeah. on what the announcers tell us. Sure, sure. And, you know, of course, if it's for your team, they're going to be biased. I mean, let's face it. I mean, well, yeah. So, you know, 
Um, so it's like, I wish I could judge for myself. What did I see, you know, from yeah. the replay? Um, but yeah, I do think they at least, I mean, I don't know if there's so much watching the game because there's like 30 games to monitor. There can be up to, well, like there's not going to be all 30 games at once, but there can be yeah. like up to 15 games to monitor. Um, I mean, what are they supposed to do there in the meantime? They'll just sleep or drink coffee. I don't, I don't know what you do. But, uh, <laughs> You know, it would be interesting to do a blind test, like have two different groups, one that knows what the call is, one that doesn't know what the call is, Mm -hmm. and just see if they come up with the same conclusion or not. And that could really, Mm -hmm. you know, prove your point. That's what I would do. Yeah, I think MLB should do that. All right. Well, my question. No, my question is, though, this is different. Yep. Uh, the other day, I can't remember what game it was or who the Tigers were playing, and and I can't remember the player that did this, but they said, wow, this is rare. That was an infield base hit. You don't see that very often. What is that? Um, because you don't see it very often, I don't... I've never heard them say that. I mean, I thought they all were infield base hits. <laughs> You know what I mean? I think it must have... I wonder if it was some kind of infielder error that... Yeah, that's the only thing that makes sense is maybe there was an error, but it was still considered a base hit, which is is rare. Yeah, I don't know because... I don't remember that there was an error placed on any, uh, you know, anyone uh, from the other team. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I wanted to call the announcer and ask but <laughs> they don't let me <laughs> they don't let you well you know no. a lot of no i'm sorry well you know what though <laughs> i have a consolation prize for you even though you said I was oh, yeah. nice um <laughs> a lot of announcers or networks do have twitter feeds yeah actually dan dickerson does Yep, so there you, go. you can always try that way. And even if they don't answer directly, assuming you don't do direct message, of course, mm-hmm. you know, maybe other people might be feel inclined to respond to your tweet. So, Oh, I actually tweeted uh, Jim Powell with the Braves before, and he responded back. I was surprised, but he did respond. Some of them will. Cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah um, Twitter has really changed the way how we interact with announcers because it used to be the call on shows was the only way to do it but it was it's really been an interesting trend over the last uh, over 10 years to see how a lot of announcers do interact with the people that um, do Twitter now some just don't um, like for instance Rick Riz of the Mariners uh, he considers himself too old to use that kind of technology but um, <laughs> Um, uh, Aaron Goldsmith, on the other hand, does. I even tweeted him once when he was asking where everybody was listening to uh, a game from. And I said, Houston. <laughs> so I almost thought about apologizing for being in Astros territory, but, you know. <laughs> Hello, any Astros fans out there? You know how I feel about your team. <laughs> but it was a great series in Seattle this year, so... Uh, we, we did We did put a disclaimer that there would be some uh, biased opinions here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have all right thanks all right well can i just real briefly uh if it's okay guys so lucy had asked me a question the other day that i thought i want to address real quick and since she was up to bat anyway um 
I just want to address it real quick, and that is the issue of free agency, and this is what I was complaining about with Freddie Freeman. So baseball players, as much as we'd like them to, and they are not necessarily loyal to the team for the reasons we are. They're loyal to the team because they paid them. They gave them a chance. Money. Money. And so they are kind of paid mercenaries in the sense that they can get traded, and so... Like, Freddie Freeman was a longtime hitter for the Braves, and he became a free agent, and so he could put himself out on the team market. And he got picked up by the Dodgers, and what does he do? He hits home, his first home runs against the Atlanta Braves when we played them. So. Strike one. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> Enough on that. So, <laughs> so we're ready for Ray. We're ready for Ray. All right, Ray, you can unmute. Thanks for saving the day, Ray. Even if he is an <laughs> athletics fan, we're still ready. for Good him. afternoon, everybody, including hey. Seattle Mariners baseball fans. Good afternoon, everybody, including <laughs> Oakland athletics fans. Thank you. I want to answer Lucy's call because at one time I could see, and probably what they classified as an infield hit, and it's very seldom done anymore, is that has anyone ever heard the term a bunt? Yes. When the batter is squaring up and he puts his bat before the pitch is thrown and sometimes they'll wait for the last second and they'll try to um, get it down the third base line because the third baseman is so far back and then when the third baseman gets the ball, throws it to first base, the runner has beaten it out and that's an infield hit. But it's very rare these days. And other times, uh, if there's a runner in um, on first base or second base or first and second base, sometimes very rarely they'll bunt just to get those two runners in scoring position. So that's my uh, question about the bunt. And I wanted to let um, Belinda Braves, when she was describing all the teams in baseball, and I just checked this out because in the 1970s, you know, when baseball started, they were all um, grass fields. You know, mm-hmm. in the outfield and in the in the, between the bases, there's dirt, and be, in the middle of the um, diamond where the pitcher pitch, there's dirt, but it's a mound, and between all all that area is grass. And um, yeah. so, anyway, um, I wanted awesome. to let everyone know that out of the thirty teams, there are three teams that play on AstroTurf, and that is the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Toronto Blue Jays. And yeah, because the, they all have indoor stadiums. Some of the, uh, the Minnesota yes. Twins did, didn't they? Yeah, but uh, no longer. And I just asked yeah. the A-Ladies this today, but they used to. But other teams used to at, at one time. There were more teams back in the 70s and 80s. But I really think the reason they got away with it, because there were so many injuries, because uh, AstroTurf mm-hmm. is like playing on green cement, you know. Yep. And yep. the ball moves quicker. The players get hurt more. Yeah. But with AstroTurf, if I can remember when I could see uh, between by the bases, they had a little dirt. And those were the only areas with dirt. And I believe the pitchers may have had dirt. But um, with the um, with the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Toronto Blue Jays, they had retractable roofs. So they're mm-hmm. able to open up the roof and close the roof when needed. But in Tampa Bay, uh, they have a, a, a roof that doesn't open. So yeah. I just wanted to let everyone. Does know anybody that. know if Tampa Bay still rings those those annoying cowbells? <laughs> yes, yes, they do. Yeah, yeah they do. I don't, I don't mind them so much, but um, uh, Seattle also has a retractable roof. Um, I will mention that as well. Now, fun fact: How did we get the name AstroTurf? Would that be from the Houston Astros? 
Astro it would be because they, the they had the dome. first um, when they uh, had their dome. Mm-hmm. They uh, tried to find a uh, surface that would be good for it. So, yep. Hey, Herbie, we... guess what time it is? Oh, is it that time? Oh, it is. It, it is. is. All right, folks, it's time to rise. Come on, everybody on you. All right, Willis. It's time for the classic baseball song. Take me out of the game. All right. Especially since the ace just got a hold oh, on. Here we go. Are you going to start us off? Yep. <laughs> One, two, take, take me out to the game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and crackers. Jack, Jack. I don't care. Zoom style. <laughs> yeah, but we can be in competition. Who had the worst sound, us or some of the people that do it at the Chicago Cubs games? Chicago, Chicago, yeah. We're only second worst in Chicago, guys. We've made a new franchise record. Okay. But I think that Chicago games are drinking heavily. Yeah. All right, guys, do we have any more questions? Yes, we have five more hands. Five more hands. Oh, boy. All right. So, Tony, you're up. Tony. And I think we're back to two for Tony. Get in that uh, batter's box. There you go. I knew it. I knew it. See, I was paying attention this morning. So where do we begin in this shindig here? Okay, so, ah, Lucy, <laughs> the infield hit can not only be a bunt, but a batter, and I'm going to call him a batter runner, because when the batter at the plate hits the ball, he instantly becomes a runner. So the you know, batter runner hits the ball. a baseball caller, and I love Lucy call, but anyway. I know. So the batter runner hits the ball. Hit the ground ball, the shortstop. The shortstop picks the ball up. He throws the ball to first base, but the batter runner beats the ball or beats the throw to first base. That is an infield hit. Even though he did not bunt the ball, it's still an infield hit. The intentional walk. Back in 1972, was in Cincinnati, Ohio, was a game between the Oakland Athletics and the Cincinnati Reds. And Gene Tennis, I believe, was the batter. And an intentional walk was being made, and the pitcher actually threw a wild pitch, causing the runner, a runner, to advance on the base path. So that, that, that's what one of the things happened. And as far as free agency is concerned, the first person who made free agency what it is was a fellow by the name of Andy Messersmith. 
He pitched for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and he later became a free agent and went to the Atlanta Braves. The See, Atlanta Braves. That, it's always the Dodgers that start something. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves at the time wore their last names on their uniform. And when Andy Messersmith became a Brave, he wore the number 17. The name that he wore over it was not his last name. It was the, the name Channel. Because at that time, when Ted Turner took over that team as an owner, he the, the TBS network was Channel 17. So, hence, Andy Messersmith was actually seen as Channel 17. And uh, just, huh. just a backstory. All right. I think we found our uh, other guest host here. Yeah. Yeah, If you want a a third person, I'm just saying. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll be in the mix. We'll be in the mix. Get get my info from uh, community. All right. All right, Diane. Hey, Diane. Yeah, hey. Um, First of all, I was. I was extremely happy that um, the intentional walk to Miguel Cabrera backfired. They wound up getting a hit and a couple of runs scored. Tigers did, and they won the game. Um, Also, he did get his 3,000th hit in the first game of the doubleheader yesterday. And it just so happened that I was walking into the family room just as he hit it. So that was kind of fun. Well, I'm sure he um, wishes he'd walk into the family room more often. He's whenever he's up to bat. Pardon me? I think he probably wishes that you would be walking into the family room every time he's up to bat. No, uh. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Anyway, um, another thing, you know, instant replay may be imperfect, but it's better than nothing. Um, the Tigers had a pitcher several years ago named Armando Galarraga. And he was pitching a a perfect game. He had two outs in the bottom of the ninth. And um, someone, they were playing the uh, Cleveland. And um, I can't even remember the guy's name that hit the ball. But anyway, the, um, the the first baseman caught the ball uh, clearly. And the umpire called him safe. So, uh, you know, that that probably cost Galarraga a chance, you know, for the Hall of Fame. It definitely mm. caused, it, cost him a perfect game. Um, and sometimes, oh, Lucy was asking about, about infield hits. Um, I believe the infield is the area basically around the bases and the, and the mound. So if someone hits a ball there and they're able to get to first base, you know, without being tagged out, then that would be an infield hit. I don't know if that's a good explanation or not, but right. you know, that's yeah. my feeling about it. All right. And, All right. Tom. You may Tom, terrific. Hey, Tom, thanks, Diane. Yes. Uh, Good afternoon. 
Good uh, afternoon. It, it, essentially, yeah. Uh, if the the uh, when you get past the infield, that's the area. You know, you have like the on, on, where the bases are. That's kind of like dirt. Uh, hopefully, I'm describing this right. You get past that into where the grassy area is, and that's the outfield. So, if all as I understand it, what y'all are saying, if the ball doesn't get past there, then it's an infield hit, right? Right. Does that yeah. sound right? Okay. Now, as for the uh, the replay situation. It's supposed to be, and of course things are always what they're supposed to be, but when they watch a replay, when, when, they, when, they, when they have a review, they're supposed to be, in order for them to overturn the call, there has to be indisputable evidence, and sometimes there just isn't enough. So that's why sometimes the calls stand, and sometimes they don't, if they see something, wait a minute, you know. So what I'm guessing is, and it's just a guess, they have to kind of know what the original call was to have something to base their decision on. Is that correct or no? Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's why they do it that way. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Now I have a question that uh, may or may not be in keeping with what we're all about here, but uh, Belinda encouraged me to go ahead and ask it, so I will. Go uh, for it. There is an app. Uh, MLB has an app that you can get on your phone. And yes. for those that don't know, you can get this app, and if you uh, get the MLB Premium, then you can listen to games uh, on the phone that are maybe not in your market or whatever. Now, what you can also, one of the things you can do is you can follow teams, and you can customize it, or you used to be able to, so that you get information uh, from the different teams. Now, the problem that I seem to be having uh, this year is although I have everything turned off except for certain teams. However, I'm getting information from some of the teams that I thought were turned off, but I don't understand what's going on. Is there any, that Herbie or anybody, the uh, real techies, uh, maybe? So, do you, ha- do you, one of the settings you might want to check is one of the notifications they have is MLB News. Yep. So, yeah. I would make sure that is turned off. I, um, I that think you, you, you did well. that the other day, and Remember you were saying you yeah. think you'd have to go into each one of those and turn it off, whereas before, once you turn it off, I forgot what, what you did, but it wasn't well, each it used time to you be, had to go back in and change it. Yeah, what, what it would do is you, would, you, you, you could go in and, and anything that was on that team that was turned on or off, you could Open switch it whichever way you wanted. Yep. And then it would, you know, you just keep doing until you got done. Then you leave that team. Seems like this year they've got it so that if you if you change any one thing, it throws you out of the list. And uh, I've got everything except the teams that I, I follow. I got the only thing I've got going is news because I want I might want some different news like injury or something. But I'm still getting starting lineups and stuff like that from teams that I don't necessarily need. And I don't know if anybody is just, that has that app is experiencing that or not. I know I have not, which is it is interesting because I I have certain ones selected that I want yep. notifications for. Right, that's the way I am. I, I got like the, the Phillies. I got the uh, Orioles, although I don't know I don't know why I bother. With the Orioles, <laughs> but that's another story. Um, I got the Phillies. I got the Giants. I got the uh, I got the Mar- I got the Mariners in there this year. Well, and, you know uh, you. You you said the Phillies. That's the problem right there. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that's, okay. that's why you're having that problem. Yeah, exactly. Just... <laughs> See, okay. the, your your app is rebelling. It doesn't like yeah. you know. There's um, 
you guys don't like the films, okay? Uh, well, uh, uh, no. No, <laughs> race fan. We're in the same division. No. <laughs> oh, I understand. Okay, I got you. All right. All right. Um, yeah, I would check, though, each team set. See, like, all the team. You, well, you can narrow it down. Teams that you're getting notifications uh, from. Yeah. Um, check to see if you got the notifications off. The other thing that could be happening, too, is MLB could just be sending you information that it thinks is relevant. So, like, when you get notifications from other teams like are you getting like scores from them or are you just getting um because mlb will send out some general notifications like there's a no right. hitter watch going on or yeah like yeah that. i get that I, yeah, that's that's you know I, I understand that that's that's yeah. um uh not what my problem it's like uh you're still getting a I'm getting like a starting team. lineup, uh, and uh, I know yeah. I haven't turned off. Uh, from the I think it's either the Tigers or the or the Pirates, and I'm supposedly got them turned off, but yet I'm getting a starting line. It'll say so. Uh, so and so. Of course, it tells it. It'll say for uh, It'll say DT. It'll, it'll say that. It's like how it's Yeah, And I don't even have that turned on, and I don't. I'm like, what's going on? You know. Maybe a re- reinstallation of the app. I was just gonna say that. Yep. As long as you can remember your MLB login. Yeah. Well, I got that written down. So that's. Yeah, right. I would do the installate reinstallation. Yeah. See if that'll help. I, I thought about that, but I didn't want to have to go have to go no, through that. No, I don't blame you. Me, but you know. that's, that, that's what I would try. Well, okay. All so right. we're gonna go to Donna, and then we'll go back to Judy because Donna hadn't had a chance to speak yet. All right. Donna, yes. <laughs> All right, so I thought I would have a little fun. So, you know how each team, when they, each team has its own special way of celebrating. You know, like the A's like to bang things and stuff like that. And And we have an elephant. Another team has a train when they get a home run. So, in case you don't know that, if you're a new person, each team does have fun ways of celebrating when they get home runs or just do well. And it's a lot of fun. Just yep. Unless you're in with Belinda's, they're going, ah. hey, 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 hey. Well, hey. in here, would you rather, well, Donna, let me ask you that. Would you rather have that or would you rather have a cannon going off in an enclosed stadium? Oh, no, no, I'd, I'd much rather have Belinda's than he does. I thought and so. I told you. Because <laughs> that I, cannon is loud. Yeah. yeah. And remember, I told you I have a special name for the Astros. And I can't. Uh, so, yes. Yeah. We, you probably can can't repeat it, it but Absolutely. no, I will no, say the. Just saying. But my Dice World Club on Clubhouse is not bound by the same rules that the ACB is oh, in terms of. Then I'll uh, tell you Friday. Exactly. So tell me that. I will tell you. All right. Later. I'm sure you could figure it out. But I wanted to, you know. I have a few names for them too, that, so it's all good. I thought I'd throw that fun fact in. Yes. That, that is very, that, that is definitely good. As part of the game, you know, I mean, it's what yep. makes the atmosphere. And, and how many teams still do have the organist play? Right. Exactly. Uh, the Braves do. The Braves do. do. Yep. Um, Oakland does. And the uh, Nationals do. Yep. Believe the Dodgers. I think the too. Cubs do. Yeah, I think they do too. So, do, what about um, some of the older ones? Do any of them? I don't. I just know the Braves do. 
Oh, you said we had Judy uh, next? Yep, Judy Yep, next. or maybe her iPad. We don't know which, but <laughs> it's, one both of us. it's both You're going to strike out, Herbie. Ah, oh, 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 oh. All right. The Yankees still have their organist. Oh, okay, the Yankees still have their organist. All right. right. The Phillies, so, Judy. Um, so I don't know if you wanted to go into the role of the base coaches, since it's a call for beginners, that the runners are not making the decisions on their own and the different right. base coaches have different jobs. So I think that's really interesting as to whether the runners run or whatever. So I thought you guys might want to touch on that. Yeah. yeah that's First, second, else third, we could touch on third yeah. base coach. Yeah. They, uh, they decide they pretty much depending on the, the runner, the pitcher, yeah. all whatever cir- the circumstance may be, the say for instance, someone who is on third base, um, the third base, uh, yeah, they're gonna. The third base p- coach is going to give them the signal. Okay, you can go. You can try for home, mm-hmm. depending on what you know who's batting and the um, if they get a hit or if it's they they make the call. Is it safe for them to go? Mm. They're getting that from the manager, though, right? Pretty much. Is no, it, right? no, sometimes they're the ones actually, they're the ones making the on-the-spot decision. Right, mm, okay. yeah. And the first base coach basically like, will, will decide if a runner should try and steal is that from, from try for second, or, or how does that work? Because I know they, they have different jobs, the first, yes. the first base coach and the third base coach. Yeah, they, um, they do decide, you know, let them know if, and sometimes the the players themselves they obviously they take a chance mm-hmm. um, and go ahead and try, but you know it, it just like I said, it depends on the situation and who may be pitching or who may be batting and who's right. on base. So yeah, yeah, it's interesting because like in tennis, you're not allowed to get coached at all, but in baseball, you've got the guy right there telling you what to do or what not to do. Yeah. Yep. That's why John Fogarty had the song. <laughs> and that's why I think, and that's, and maybe that's also why Judy can lead our tennis call when we get to that. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, did I mention that? Sorry. No, you didn't. I, heard I didn't hear anything. I heard it. <laughs> if you if you know something about a sport that we might not be familiar with, you just might find yourself drafted. So, well, I I will say I used to be a, a huge tennis fan, but then <laughs> when I when I lost my sight, it kind of like you know you really can't follow it too well if you if you can't see what's going on. And I was just having this conversation earlier, like like you know the BBC they have. Um, tennis on the radio especially during Wimbledon you know so you could you know what's going on but we don't we don't have that in this country so you, you know well actually you do because the Wimbledon coverage is carried over here um you can get it online you can get it on Sirius XM so right but not the um, other tournaments though it's only Wimbledon yes, they don't you have can. it for the US Open and the French um, and the Australian I have actually Park. seen on TuneIn and Utunes I have seen the Australian Open I have in the past seen the US Open Oh really um, oh, okay Yes hmm. but the and I think in recent years I have seen the French Open but Wimbledon is the easiest to get and the Australian Open those are the two easiest to get over here for 
complete radio coverage. Yeah, well, back when I first lost my sight, there was nothing like, so I basically gave up my, you know, watching tennis because couldn't, you know, couldn't do it, couldn't follow it, and there was no other way to do it, you know. I didn't have all of these devices that we've got now, so. Yeah, I wonder if you could have gotten it on shortwave back in the day, but uh, not, not, yeah, not, not so much. The but, only tennis know. I know about are my shoes, so, you know. There you go. <laughs> so we got... Uh, thanks, Judy. All right. All right. One thing I will say, though, the t- four tours that I talked about, major tournaments with tennis that they t- talked about, what does that have to do with baseball? Well, this. The set of the, the big tournaments in tennis, the four, are actually called the Grand Slam Tours. So there you go. All right. Who have we got next? And the Grand Slam is, of course, the home four run home run in baseball. So, <laughs> Well played. <laughs> So we're going to do, do um, the phone number 974. And then Teresa. Go to Ray. Hey, Teresa. Okay. Okay. Make sure my star key and six key would allow me to unmute here. Yeah. Um, it's a quick, very quick question. We're talking about uh, teams having their um, little signatures. Do the Braves still do that um, you know, Indian dancing yeah. where they yeah they hear they the drums still, and, well they don't they don't do the drums and stuff anymore um, right but they they still do the the wave a lot of the fans chop, do the wave yeah. the tomahawk chop yeah they they still do and it uh huh because uh-huh. yeah, I remember I when that was that was when I would um I have a I used to have a friend that lived in Atlanta and she didn't live far from the old um Brave Stadium. And was um, during the World Series in '95 and or '95 or '96, one of the two. And she was hearing that, uh, <laughs> hearing that all the way down the street from where she lived. I bet. I want to do it so bad, but I can't. <laughs> Oh, you should do it, do it. It's actually, no, it's actually interesting because, you know, base, the MLB used to have the archive of the 95 World Series, and the Tomahawk Chop back then was actually quieter than it is today because today it's actually, you know, there's now something playing on the loudspeakers, and back then I don't think it was. I was just surprised at how different it sounded. So and you um, say quieter, she was able to hear it. I don't know how many blocks she lived. Yeah, no, well, I don't she could hear it miles now. So I don't even think they do it on the loudspeakers now. It's just the fans. They they stopped it about a year yeah. ago. Yeah, they probably did. Oh, okay. Because yeah. of yeah. All right. Thank you, right. Teresa. Ray. Uh huh. Ray. Um, very quickly, when Judy was mentioning the first and third base coach, um, uh, just as a, a description, they have these boxes that they're supposed to stay in, but they never do. And also um, by the dugouts, <laughs> when the uh, home team, when the when the batting team is up, they have like it's called a non-deck circle, where they have all these extra bats and time par and all this other stuff. Yeah. And then they get a better, different angle of looking at the pitcher. And um, so that's what they do when they come up to plate. And before the, the um, game starts, they have um, where home plate is, they have these squares for on the left side and the right side for the batters. But throughout the game, they kind of rub them out with their cleats. Yeah. And then between first base, um, correction, between home plate and first base, they have these double lines. I, my brother said maybe up to 40 feet. And um, if a player is trying to uh, dodge the first baseman, and if he runs it into the inside of the lines, he's automatically out. And then when you're running outside the lines, you can only run so far outside the lines. 
And then from third base to home plate, my brother said, I think there's a single line. So, so I just want to give a little description. And then from, um, like Tom was saying earlier, where the grass starts with the outfield, there's a, a white chalk line from, from the, where the out, from the grass starts to the foul pole. And that's when they're able to see if there's ground balls, if they're fair or foul. So I just wanted to give that description. Ray, thank you so much for doing that. I mean, you know, from a visual perspective, I mean, we, we can research it and, um, you know, <laughs> tell you guys what we read about. But for someone yeah. who's actually seen it before, that helps a lot. So thank you so much for your contribution. You're quite yes. welcome. We're at five minutes and we got two more hands. Hand All right. right. Quickly. So let's do uh, Jonathan and then Lucy. My question is, if you're running and you're trying to steal base, why is it the someone's trying to tag you? Because they don't want you to steal the base. They want you out, so you're not going to steal the base and get that much closer to home plate. Right. Or maybe you're and trying to I steal home, that. and that would score runs. So. And I noticed that sometimes the players have one feet on the bag, but not the two feet on the bag. What's the reason for that, Herbie? Um, because they've got one foot for it, like they're in a position to run. Yeah, they want okay. to run, depending on. So they're especially they, they, sometimes after is it this uh, like if it's a full count. Of, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so also, I'm, I'm wondering from trying to get off the base from second to there or from first to yeah, second. Yeah, they're, they're trying to get as a quickly quick start as they possibly can. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Lucy, take us out. All right, just real quick, um, closer. Yeah. So for those of you who do have the MLB app on your devices, you can link that to your Lady A devices, which is really cool. And so I have a a device in every room so I can go about my business and still listen to the game wherever I am. I love it. I absolutely love that. Yeah, it's cool. Um, Yep, I can do the same thing with headphones. And also if you have SiriusXM, you can also link that with uh, Alexa as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. All so right. There you go. Thanks. Yep. Two ways you can do that. Definitely. Um, I wonder if you can do MLB TV with the Echo Show, though. Now, there's an interesting question. I believe. Ah, now yeah. that is. I think. You I bet can. you can. I bet yes. you can. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, cool. speaking of the Echo devices, don't forget Lucy has games to play with Lady A this Tuesday, so uh, be sure to join her for that. And. Um, all right. Well, Belinda, I think uh, that wraps things up. I think we. Uh, Got all nine innings on today. That's right. We did. It was a all right, guys. Perfect well, nine innings. <laughs> I was hoping to have time to do a discussion of the MLB app, but that's going to have to wait till uh, next time. Because uh, we uh, definitely got a lot of uh, fielding stuff to get through today with the fielding your questions. But that's all good. <laughs> so... Um, we're hoping to uh, get to talk NASCAR and IndyCar as well next month. And so we got that, especially with Memorial Day coming up. And uh, and we got basketball, basketball. basketball yep. um, you know, we're going to talk about a little NBA, bit of that because yep. of playoffs. Yep. Uh, we got to talk about rugby sometime. Oh, good. I'm oh, glad you oh, are just one. drafted yourself. Congratulations. There you go. Oh, no, no, I, I don't know anything about it. I don't so. know anything about it either. You've just been drafted, Donna. Uh, Congratulations. We, we, can, we can learn, but we, we might uh, draft We'll be asking the questions along with everybody else. So start researching. All right. Thanks thank you, Cassandra, Cassandra, for hosting. And thanks, uh, thank Katie, for streaming. Thank you.